Hey everyone, welcome to the V1 Church Podcast. You just hit that play button and made an investment in your own life. So before you can even think about helping somebody else, help yourself for the next 25 minutes. This message is about rest. It's entitled, Retrain the Wolf how to win the war for rest. Oftentimes we want peace, but we don't wanna fight. And maybe if you're exhausted from the fight, this is the very message you needed to hear because I'm gonna give you the tools to actually not just be a conqueror, but be more than a conqueror. So lock in and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Pastor Mike, the lead pastor here at V1 Church. And I've got open arms and we've got open comments right now. You could probably tell that this is a church that wants to receive you just as you are. We have a phrase, no perfect people allowed. And that's actually how I get to show up every week. And so if you're watching this broadcast right now and you feel down about yourself, maybe you're questioning, why am I even watching a church service right now? Well, listen, this is so much more than a church service. It's a loving family. Yes, across Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. It's just a loving family. You can see it all through the comments. There's people waiting with open arms to say, there is no such thing as a coincidence. This is a divine confirmation. You should be in this broadcast. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to dive right into the scriptures right now. And I want you to dive in with me because I am so excited for what God has for you. So let's jump right in to this message. This is part three on our series entitled Do Nothing, and it's about how to find true rest, okay? We're looking at Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14. Man, I wish somebody would just give me a good old-fashioned welcome home in the comments right now so everybody who's watching for the very first time can see the love that we got for them. I I believe in divine appointments. I see them too too frequently. As a matter of fact, on a daily basis, God is using the internet to bring the church right up into your home, right into your phone and your tablets. Go ahead and share this broadcast so that we can increase the chances of people desperately in need of God's word hearing it today. All right, you ready? Matthew chapter 18 verses 12 through 14 is a very familiar picture that we have. It says this, And how do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, doesn't he leave the 99 and goes into the mountains and seeks that which has gone astray? And so be that he finds it, verily I say unto you, that he rejoices more for that sheep than the 99 which has went not astray. You all know the song. You know you've cried. It, can anyone tell me in the comments, just get a real transparent moment. You, you all know you cried during this song at some point. You know, he, the, the reckless love of God. But I want to show you that you are in a fight for true rest. And as a matter of fact, I've been trying to highlight the reality of this spiritual fight. You know, I don't know where you're at with your journey with Christ, but I do know that there's a lot of people that are either new to this thing, new to this book, or they've been going to church for years and no pastor loved them enough to say whether you choose to or not, you are are actually engaged in a spiritual battle. Read the book of Ephesians. It's so clear. And I wish I could tell you, hey, here's a good plan. Don't miss 
mess with the devil and he won't mess with you. I wish I could tell you, hey, if you don't believe the devil exists, he disappears. But that's actually a lie. And he would love for you to believe that lie. I've met many Christians who are, they, they have the ability to believe in the existence of God and maybe angelic hosts, but they don't actually believe in the antithesis of that, which is demonic armies of spirits that have actually tried to take out your potential and your destiny, not just for your lifetime, but, but did you know that they've been working against your ancestry? They were, tr- they were working in hopes that your great, 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 great grandmother never realized and reached her full potential, knowing that you would inherit so much mess that you would never fulfill yours either. And so I'm here to tell you, I'm echoing the words of Ephesians. I'm echoing the words that we see. We are actively engaged in a spiritual battle. And too often, we attribute things to just the natural realm. Oh, it's just hormonal. It's just chemical. It's just fleshly. No, if you could open your eyes for a moment to the reality of the battle that you're engaged in. And and here's the thing, and, and I love you too much to leave you on the level you're in right now. Just simply choosing not to fight doesn't mean you won't fight. I'm just going to tell you, maybe that's, maybe that's just me talking from the days when I was deep in the streets back in South Chicago, but choosing not to fight doesn't mean you don't get the privilege of no fight. So what I'm trying to teach you today is how to win the fight for true rest. Now let's talk about the 99 and the one. He leaves the 99 sheep because he's a good shepherd and he finds the one. You know, often you hear this, this scripture referenced in terms of like, man, I went off into sin. I started drinking, smoking. I started sleeping around. I started doing all these things and man, God in his mercy found me. And that, that's probably the, the moments you're crying about in worship. But did you know that there is a strategic spiritual military like a uh, uh, method that you see in this story he leaves the 99 to go after the one because there is a wolf there is a predator the bible actually refers to him as a lion that's prowling around and no this is not old testament scripture that you can so easily dismiss this is new testament scripture that there is this lion that's actually prowling around seeking whom he may devour. We have a predator, a a predator for our soul, a predator for our purpose. And, And guess what? A good shepherd knows that you leave the 99 to go off and find that one because there is a wolf that's prowling around. And if he can take hold of that one, he's gonna get an appetite for more. And see, by going after the one, you're actually telling that wolf, I'm retraining this wolf. You are not gonna have that one because you're not going to have that 99. And I wish somebody would give me permission to preach within the first five minutes of this sermon because so often we think it's about us, but I'm here to tell you if you're watching right now, God saved you, delivered you, set you free, put your feet on the solid rock because there was 99 people connected to you and he was saying, I'm going to deliver you out of the jaws of that, come on, that wolf so that the other 99's life would be preserved as well because he's saying not only are you not having them you're not having their family you're not having their friends you're not having their church members come on does somebody hear me I wish you would just show me some love online right now give me some hearts (laughs) give me some fire emojis in the comments this is a fight for true rest 
But I got some news for you. The title of this sermon is Retrain the Wolf. Retrain the wolf. Oh man, I know somebody just felt chills with me right now. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, the good shepherd goes and finds the one because he's retraining the wolf. You're not getting access to the other 99. Not only are you not having that one, but you're not having the rest. And oftentimes when God saves you, it's because he intends on saving everyone connected to you. And and what does this have to do with true rest? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what it has to do with true rest. Retraining the wolf is something that we must follow in the footsteps of the true shepherd. We must learn his ways in order to um, behold his rest. And this is the thing that I think we're missing in the body of Christ. See, First the plowing, then the party. First the war, then the rest. Often we want the party, but no plowing, right? We gotta plow these fields, then we party. We want peace without war, no. We're gonna have to fight, and then after we fight, we win the, 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 the right to peace. And so we are engaged, according to the book of Ephesians, in this spiritual warfare, and we've gotta retrain the wolf just like Jesus did, just like Jesus did. I wanna take you back to another scripture that maybe you're so familiar with that you've missed its meaning entirely. I want you to take a look at Luke chapter 15 with me. So let's go to Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 15. Now when you go to Luke chapter 15, you go to verse 11, you're gonna get another familiar picture that maybe is so familiar we've actually reduced it down to something less than the revelation God had for us the whole time. This is gonna be deep, I'm not holding back because I believe on the other side of this sermon today, retrain the wolf, you're gonna enter in to a rest that you haven't known. Okay, so follow with me. It says this, it says this, Luke chapter 15, verses 11. Let's start here. And, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided him unto his living. And not many days after, the youngest man gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, okay? And there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, this is the story of what we refer to as the prodigal son. There's been so many prophetic words about, oh, the prodigals are coming home. But I want to point your attention to this word, and I want to take you back to the original Greek. It says this, and there he wasted his substance, the inheritance that his father gave him with what? Riotous living. Now, here's how we've translated that in the modern church. Oh, man, he must have started sleeping around and doing drugs and drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes. He was probably a Newport smoker, maybe Marlboro's, I don't know. He was probably one of those Dos Equis kind of guys. He was, I mean, we we have plugged in so much to this story that's not actually in scripture because when you go back to that word riotous living and you look at it in the original Greek, look at this, you know what it actually means? Living in excess, living above your means. So he took, now follow me, because this is going to blow your mind if you've heard this story many times in the last several years of your life. The prodigal son's story is not a story about how he took his inheritance and went into the sin you're thinking about because of the way this was preached. What actually happened is he got from the father something that was good out of the wrong timing. 
okay? Do you hear me? It, it was something that was already due to him. It wasn't something he wasn't supposed to have. It was actually something that was already due to him, but he asked for it before his time. And that was the first mess up. Then the second mess up, it says that he goes to this far country and he lives a life above his means. So there's this distinction that's made between what you need and what you want. And he was living in the want territory. How many of you know that sometimes even getting something good in the wrong timing turns into something evil? How many of you know that getting something good without getting it from God in the right time? timing will destroy your life. And the picture that we have here is not a picture of him going to do a seance, him going to do occult practices, him going to do drugs and alcohol and sleeping around. We've brought all those elements into this story off of one word, riotous living. But the original translation is more closely related to he was living beyond his means. In that, by that definition, there's a whole bunch of prodigals that are watching right now. People who've said, God, this good thing that you purposed for me, this good thing that you wanted me to have, I went after it before you released it. I tried to make it happen before you made it happen. I went, oh, come on, somebody doesn't hear me preaching today. I wish you would tag five friends right now who you know need to hear this because the prodigal son exhausted himself because he took a temptation. He exhausted himself because, now watch, this is a more closely related definition of what was happening in this story. The prodigal son said, you know what? I don't want to wait for a wife. I just want somebody to sleep with. The prodigal son, see, it's something good but not from God, not in God's timing, right? It's saying, I'd rather have a girlfriend than a wife. I'd rather have a boyfriend than a husband. I'd rather have something to play with than something to commit to. See, because he was saying, this is my inheritance. It's something I deserve. And you know what? God says, it's not good for a man to be alone. So he actually designed the covenantial relationship of marriage, but it's how we go about the benefits of marriage without the commitment of marriage marriage that determines our restlessness, our restlessness. Much of our restlessness is living a life of excess. How do you define excess? It's more than what your portion is for this season of your life. People, you know, jump on like, man, they haven't been released into higher dimensions of ministry. So I'll just jump online. I'll go live. I'll make my own platform. And God says, no, listen, it's something that you already had destined for your life. But listen, you did it too soon. You actually asked for it before it was its time. You didn't wait for me. And because you're doing something that you think is good, but it's not in my timing, I can't put the stamp of approval on it. And there's a lot of people that have a restlessness in their life. And it's a restlessness. They're like, I don't understand. I've got this. I've got that. I got this. And here's the thing. If, if we can define riotous living by living a life of access, what are the things that you have right now that God didn't give you? Woo! I love you too much not to say it because I can't talk about true rest unless I talk about how to retrain the wolf. How do I know that behind all this is the wolf? How do I know that behind all this is the wolf? Who's the wolf? It's your spiritual adversary, the enemy, because he tempts us. He draws us out. Where do we see this picture? 
2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, Paul says, I'm afraid that you're being led astray by the same enemy in the Garden of Eden who is crafty enough to deceive Eve. So this is Adam and Eve in the garden, this place of paradise, this place that was so unimaginably relaxing. They, they didn't even have the ability to work the fields. There was no such thing as work in the garden. And so it was a place of endless rest, but they had this really good deal. Hey, we get to walk with God through this garden. And we have a dialogue, not a monologue. I talk to him, he talks to me. There's an exchange of information here in this garden. This garden is so much better than any vacation destination you could ever imagine. It's a vacation without end. That was Eden. And so all of a sudden the serpent comes. And, and what does he say? The serpent says he just takes something God said and perverts it. And, and it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he says what? You can go ahead, you won't die, you won't die. Here's what happened in the garden, and this is what was being said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse three. What he was saying in the garden, please hear me, the serpent was tempting them, drawing out, saying, get something good without going through God. Woo! Get something good without going through God. You know what pornography is? It's getting something good without going through God. Yeah, God designed your sexuality. Come on, does somebody hear me today? You, you know, even alcohol, the Bible talks about wine and, and talks about medicinal benefits, talks about, you know, but, but drunkenness is a prohibition because what's it saying? You know this rest that you're seeking? You know this rest that you're in such desperate need of? I know alcohol is telling you it can give you a vacation, but I've already promised that I'll give you my Holy Spirit and my Holy Spirit will comfort you. And there is a, it, it actually says, don't be drunk on wine, but be drunk on this new wine of the presence of God. It's a counterfeit because the enemy has never made anything original. He just waited for God, the creator to make it. And then he spins it and perverts it. And so you've got to learn how to retrain the wolf. You've got to learn how to retrain the wolf because he's trying to draw you out in the garden and say, hey, get something good without going through God. Get something good. See, most people that are restless, most people that struggle with this, they're good people and they're just trying to get a good thing. They're working hard. You're taking care of your family. You're paying your bills. You're in a global pandemic, hello, right? But here's the thing, in the midst of all those conditions of trying to be single and do what's right before God, man, I just got to take care of, what do you say? Myself. I'm just looking out for myself. I'm just doing what I have to do. Doesn't that sound just like the prodigal son? Give me something good before my time. Give me something good without God. That is the equation for restlessness, restlessness. Without rest is when you get something good before your time and when you get something good without getting it through God. But I got good news for you. Oh, I got real good news for you as I close this message. We're drawn out by the wolf. We're tempted by the wolf, but there's this picture I wanna take you to where my dad, 
Your dad, if you've accepted him, Jesus Christ actually said, hey, in this desert, we're gonna duke it out. Yeah, there's a spiritual war, but I'm gonna win it all for my children. Yes, there's a spiritual war, but I'm gonna fight the fight of all fights. And once I conquer, I'm gonna have to call them more than a conqueror because they're gonna actually be building legacy on top of my legacy. They're gonna actually be defeating you, wolf, you Satan, on top of the defeat I've already loved leveled against you and it was in the actual desert where he was being tempted and here's what's crazy you know what Satan did yes Satan if you're a skeptic go ahead and read the Bible for yourself this is New Testament the devil shows up in the desert and I know he doesn't get a lot of screen time in a lot of churches because we want feel-good messages but if you want a transformational message today you've got to retrain the wolf because Jesus already showed us in the desert you know what he said He said, the the devil sent him out. That wolf said, hey, let me draw you out. Don't go to the cross. I'll I'll actually give you everything you can see. And he retrained the wolf and he said, no, no, no. I'm not going to get that good thing your way. I'm getting that good thing through God's way. I'm going to the cross, dying, resurrecting with the keys of death, hell, and a grave in my hand. And not only am I going to have everything you showed me, wolf, I'm going to have everything more. I'm here to dominate the universe, not just the thing that you're pointing tool and see the wolf will always tempt you to take a hold of less than what God has destined for you even the wolf tells him in the in the desert he tells Jesus hey take this stone and turn it to bread Uh, Jesus said hey hey listen I I could do it now but that would be out of God's timing actually there's another bread that's gonna be broken it's the bread of life and when I break my body it's gonna be for the healing of humanity and so whenever the wolf tries to draw you out and tempt you he's always gonna try to reduce your full destiny so you've got to what retrain the wolf see right now and I'm getting ready to close this I got, I'm covered in chills right now because I feel the power of God there is peace after the war and some of you have pretended like if I just ignore it it'll go away I'm telling you rise up stand up across every home stand up across every hospital if you can get out of the bed right now and I want you to retrain the wolf Satan knows all I got to do is engineer these relationships against them put a little comment on their social media post and I'll put them right back into depression. You've got to rise up like Jesus, your heavenly father did in the desert and say, oh no, no, not this time. I'm about to retrain the wolf. See, that's why I'm telling you today, you will not have rest without war. So how do you fight the war? Are you ready for this? You retrain the wolf and you know how you retrain the wolf? You remind him of what the great shepherd told him when he came after you the one you remind him that I don't belong to you I never belong to you I was preordained and destined to be in the loving arms of my father and when he left the 99 to save me it was because there's 99 others that you're not gonna have either and so I'm here to serve notice as my voice is resounding across every home every hospital every place where this message is being watched right now God the Spirit of God within believers around the world is going to do what? Retrain the wolf. So I wish somebody would just pray this prayer with me as we close it out. Because what we're doing is we're telling the devil, no, 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 not this time. The first Adam failed in the garden 
But there's a second Adam, Jesus Christ, who did not fail when he was met with that same adversary. And now there's another. It's the sons and daughters of the living God who are rising up in 2020 and saying, I don't care what the news media says. I don't care what my friends and family say. I know the truth and I'm retraining the wolf. Don't come at me with that no more. Oh, you don't come at me with wine because I got a new wine. <laughs> come on, you see this joy? This this isn't a feeling, this is a fruit. Come on, you see this power? This isn't my own strength. This is the power that never runs out. It's the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me and through me. And then your restlessness turns into restfulness because God inside of you begins to roar and then that wolf whimpers away. And I wish you'd pray this prayer with me right now. I am a sweaty mess. <laughs> and here's why I'm a sweaty mess for you, V1 Church. It's time to retrain the wolf retrain the wolf. Come on, I showed you how Jesus did it in the wilderness. I showed you how the great shepherd did it to leave the 99 for the one. Come on, I showed you, come on, I showed you the way. Now you've got to commit to it. And this is the way you commit to it. You say, God, I am going to know you for who you are. God, I'm not going to wait for the manuscript of Hollywood and the news media and the, and the movie industries. I'm not going to wait for the script of secular humanism and educational systems that don't know your ways. I'm going to learn what you think about a thing because your ways are higher than their ways and your thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I'm not going to speak back to the wolf with my own words. I'm not going to treat my husband like they're the wolf. I'm not going to treat my wife like they're the wolf. I'm not going to treat the world like it's the wolf. I'm going to fight a spiritual battle in the sky. I'm elevating myself to the next level and I'm not going to use my own words. I'm going to speak your words. So as a church, if you're saying, God, help me, I just in such desperate need of rest. I can't tell you that you're going to have that without retraining the wolf but we're gonna speak. Are you ready to speak this prayer out with me? I want you to lift up your voice. We're gonna commit our lives to Jesus Christ around the world right now. And then what we're gonna do is we are just gonna actually activate the Holy Spirit inside of us and the word that we've known. And we're gonna speak it out loud. Are you ready? So everyone just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Thank you for leaving the 99. Come on, tell them. Thank you for leaving the 99 to save me. Now, use my life. Come on, use my life for the saving of many. Father, come on, everybody say this. Father, I will speak your words and retrain the wolf. Come on, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, come on, church. Let's give it up. I mean, some of you are probably shouting all over your house right now, but I want you to get excited because you are going to be the kind of believer that you've always envisioned for your life. You're going to find rest in his words. See, that was what was supposed to happen in the Garden of Eden. They weren't supposed to listen to the serpent. They were supposed to find rest in the words of God, but they tried to get something good without God. I feel like after you just said that prayer right now, even some of your hearts are beginning to be set at ease, saying, yes, this is the way. This is the truth. This is the thing that I've been so desperately in need of in my life. And so if that's you, 
and you're not connected, I need you to get back and be connected. I need you to join a connect group so you can Zoom with other friends and family members. I, I, need, you to, I need you to hear the word of God through other people's mouths as they literally profess this word when sometimes you don't know it or you forgot it for yourself. And the last thing I need you to do is get a song and start singing a, a song through this season and retrain the wolf. No, I've got a song, I got God's word, and I got God's people. And those three things, God's word, a song, and God's people are going to carry me through this season from restlessness to restfulness. Now, come on, if this message blessed you, hit that share button on whatever platform you're watching and on. Share this YouTube video, share the Facebook video, and get this message moving. And I will see you next week for part four of Do Nothing, our series on rest. I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. I'm telling you, we're getting messages from people telling us how much this helped. So many people literally told me, Pastor Mike, you have no idea how badly I needed to hear that. And so we want to hear from you as well. The way that you can do that is jump on over to Instagram. Matter of fact, if you have your podcast app open, you can probably just swipe on over there now and send a DM to us. Let us know. Send us an email on our website, v1.church. And as always, if you want to continue to partner with us to help reach people around the world. You can do that financially by clicking give on the V1 website. Hey church, I'm excited to continue this series on rest and I'll see you next Sunday.